Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather today and to talk about rescuing people. And Lord, rescuing starts with us. And Lord, I pray that we would hide your word in our heart, that we would not sin against you, and that you would deposit in our spirit names, people that we can go to and love and pray for and also rescue them with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, how many of you ever heard of the name Rick Rescorla? Rick Rescorla. Does that name sound familiar to you? It probably doesn't sound familiar to you, but I guarantee you it sounds familiar to 2,700 people who were in the World Trade Center on the 9-11 attack. You see, Rick directed security for Morgan Stanley, the largest employer in Tower 2 at the World Trade Center. And after the Trade Center bombing in 1993, Rick urged authorities to prepare for another attack. He felt in his heart there was going to be something that was going to happen down the road. And what ended up happening, of course, we did not know was going to happen in 9-11, but one happened through the air. Repeatedly, Rick trained the Morgan Stanley employees, as TV documentaries said, how to be saved. That's what he did. He talked about how to be saved from a disaster he felt might be coming to those individuals. Unfortunately, it did. The moment the jetliner crashed into Tower 1, even when there seemed to be no real reason to get out, Morgan Stanley employees began evacuating before Tower 2 was even hit. And as both towers were eventually burning out of control, Rick continued to go from floor to floor in that second tower, looking for people who needed to be rescued. And as he was going on around, he called his wife on the phone. He talked to executives from the company and said, I have to get everyone out. I have to get everyone out of here. Rick died that day at Ground Zero. But he's credited with saving the lives of some 2,700 people along with the other heroes who uh, sacrificed their lives as well so that others could live. On September 11th, lives were saved for maybe another 20, maybe perhaps another 40 or even 50 years. But one man and many others that we don't even know of were willing to sacrifice their lives so that others could be saved. Over 2,000 years ago, another man made the same choice. Another individual made the choice to sacrifice, but his sacrifice meant that lives were saved forever, not just for 20 years or not for 40 years or for 50 years, but for the rest of their life, especially if they called upon the name of the Lord. And his name is Jesus. Somebody give him praise right now. Somebody give him glory because he loves you so much. He cares for you and he's still a good God. Oh, what a mighty God we serve who's mighty to save, who's willing to say, not my will, but your will be done. Think about that. Not my will, but your will be done. You see, rescuing others starts with us. It starts with me. It starts with the decisions we make and what a friend we have in Jesus. But in order to rescue someone, you have to be willing. You have to be willing to do it because God has chosen you. God has chosen each and every single one of you for a specific purpose for a specific reason on this thing called life, for this thing called that we live on planet Earth. And God chose his only son who is literally willing to leave the splendors of heaven for the splinters of this world. Just like Rick was willing, so was Jesus, and so was Ezekiel in the Old Testament. Ezekiel was living in a time when the nation of Israel needed to be rescued. They were living in a time when they needed to be restored both physically and spiritually. It sounds a lot like our world today. 
in which we're living in. The dry bones in Ezekiel chapter 37 they were about to, that we're about to read represents a picture of the Jewish captivity. Are you in captivity today? Do you feel like you're in captivity today? The Jewish people were in captivity and they were scattered and they were dead. This vision illustrates the promise of chapter 36, but the situation in Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10 looks bleak. It doesn't look like a very good picture. Ezekiel felt he was responding to the dead as he preached to the exiles because they rarely responded to him while he was giving them the message. And as a pastor, I can relate to that. No, I'm just kidding. But the bottom line is he was preaching the message to these exiles and they rarely responded to the message. But eventually the bones responded to the glory of God. And just as God brought life to dead bones, he will do the same thing today and for our tomorrows and bring that which seems dead. He'll bring it back to life. I don't know what seems dry to you right now. Maybe your finances seem dry. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your emotions seem just dry. Your relationships with people seem dry. Your peace is withering away. You feel overwhelmed. You, you feel dry spiritually. You feel dead in some area of your life. Perhaps it's in the ministry Perhaps it's in your business or, or your career or your walk with the Lord or, or maybe even the church you go to and you feel like you're in a pile of dry bones with no hope, with no vitality, no direction. But let me tell you something, friends. Whenever there is something that is dry, eventually it will become wet. Especially what we've noticed in San Diego the last couple of weeks. What eventually is dead comes to life. What is broken becomes repaired and what seems lost eventually is found. Oh, friends, listen to me today. God is on the throne. He is high and lifted up and his glory has come down to fill us with his strength, to fill us with his power, to fill us with that blessed assurance that says he will see you through. He will see you through. I want you to remember that God is in the restoration business. Listen to this powerful vision found in Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10. The hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me by the spirit of the Lord. He set me down in the middle of the valley and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass among them, around them, about. And behold, there was very many on the surface of the valley and lo, they were very dry. He said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you that you may come to life. Verse 6, I will put in snoozers on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you that you may come alive, and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, snoozers were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus saith the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded and the breath came unto them and they came to life and they stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. I truly believe that God is going to restore this city. I truly believe that God is going to restore this state. He's going to restore this nation. He's going to restore this world. And I truly believe that God is going to speak life into the dry bone situations in your life and in our world's life and in our culture's life. No matter how dry or how dead it seems, don't give up. 
Listen to me. Don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel and don't sink in the sorrows of uncertainty, but move forward at the speed of purpose that God has called you, that God has equipped you, that God has prepared you to for such a time as this. Now, right now, I want to pray. I want to pray that the Spirit of the living God would come upon your body, that there's a disease. I want to ask the Spirit of the living God to fall afresh over your current situation. As, as we're praying, watch what God will do behind the scenes on your behalf. Right now, I believe he's bringing life where there seems to be death. I believe that God is going to bring a, a fresh newness where there seems to be dryness. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for those that are watching, for those that are hearing, for those that are listening, God, that whatever their situation may be, whether it's emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, or relational, that where there seems to be death, that there will be life. Where there seems to be a dryness, that there will be a, a, a new dew in the air that will bring forth life, that will bring forth power, that will bring forth vitality. I come against cancer. I come against fear. I come against anxiety in the name of Jesus. And just like you breathe life into those bones, I pray that you would breathe life into these individuals right now. I pray that you would give them your peace that passes all of their human understanding to guard their hearts and their minds and whatever the enemies meant for evil whatever they've done in the flesh that was wrong God you will turn it around for good because you're the same yesterday today and forevermore and we trust in you in the name of all names the name of Jesus I want you to remember church that God has called you to do something everybody say something he's called you to do something he has called you to res rescue others and it starts with you and it starts with me but in order for us to do something, in order for us to bring back life where there is death to someone who desperately needs it, we've got to get out of our situations and we've got to be willing to, to take a risk like Rick did. We've got to be willing to be like Jesus. We've got to be willing to be like Ezekiel who even though he was preaching to the exiles, sometimes they wouldn't respond. Sometimes they wouldn't listen to him because he had, he's chosen you. The reason why Rick did something, the reason why Jesus did something, the reason Ezekiel's done something, and the reason why God wants you to do something is because he has chosen you to do something specific for such a time as this. God has empowered you and I to be salt. God has empowered you and I to be light. God has empowered us to bring life to the people who we know who are in desperate need of being rescued because there are times where we feel personally or in our, or in, in personally we need to be rescued or there's times in our families that they need to be rescued or in our community or even in the workplace that it seems like we're surrounded by these valley of dry bones. But, in, but the key is in order to rescue someone, you have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to sacrifice the things that God perhaps is calling you to do so that others can live. God has chosen us. God has called us as Christians to do something, but it will always require us to do one thing. And when God calls you, it'll always, he'll always call you to do something beyond just a call. You'll have to sacrifice. Just ask Rick's wife. She sacrificed her husband so that others could live. Just ask God who sacrificed his only son so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. And on that awful Friday on Skull Hill, heaven's prince hung on a cross and became the perfect sacrifice so that we could have access to God and no longer throw animal sacrifices on an altar. No longer will we have to be bound by the laws and to the traditions of man because Jesus now has given us the very access to have a relationship with God Almighty that's why John 15, 13 says, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Aren't you thankful that Jesus rescued us? 
that he was willing to leave the palace of heaven and to come to the plunders of this earth and to say, not my will, but your will be done because he looked at us as his friends, even though we treated him like an enemy. But then three days later, Three days later on that glorious Sunday, Jesus busted out of the grave. Jesus just destroyed death in itself and it died. Believe we live in a world that he loves so much that doesn't even know that. We live in a world that, that doesn't even understand this, this love that he has for them that can literally change their eternal destiny. He, they don't understand that. And what's amazing that when Jesus left this world, he left the mission in our hands. He gave us the responsibility to try to get everyone out of this eternal disaster. You see, friends, God will always use your witness, but he cannot use your silence. God wants to use your witness, my witness, but if we choose to remain silent, he can't use it. He can't use us. Can you imagine when he told Ezekiel to say certain things? If Ezekiel just said to himself, well, I ain't going to say anything. I'm going to let him do it because this is going to be embarrassing if they don't come to life. He chose to be a witness. He chose to do. God will always use our witness, but he can never use our silence. Ezekiel was brought to a valley of dry bones. Where is God bringing you to today? Where has God placed you? Perhaps the place God has positioned you is not just random, but he has placed you there for a specific purpose, but we must be willing to to seek the Lord and to find out what that specific purpose might be, and we have to be willing to do it. We have to be willing to do it. We need to look at wherever the Lord has placed us that there is always a harvest, even in the midst of dry bones. You see, you might be surrounded by dry bones today. You might be involved in a situation where there's dry bones. But let me tell you something, friends. In the midst of those dry bones, there is always a harvest. There is always a harvest, even in the midst of dry bones. Ezekiel didn't just focus on the problem. Ezekiel focused on the potential of what the power of God can do. And you and I need to do the same. Yes, we need to deal with the problem. We need to focus on the potential, but we need to trust God that his power will do what he says he will do, period. Ezekiel was shown an enormous amount of people. Who has God shown you who needs to be rescued today? Maybe it's your son, maybe it's your daughter, maybe it's a grandson or a granddaughter. Maybe it's a nephew or a niece, a cousin or a sibling, a mom or a dad, a stepmom or a stepdad, a friend or a coworker, a person at the church that you just met, a neighbor. The list goes on and on and on. But Ezekiel was surrounded by a huge amount of people. And you and I, God is showing us who we need to rescue. You see, God has put people in front of you not by random chance, but for a specific purpose, like I've said. And you've been chosen to be a witness that he can use. But if you choose to be silent, he can never use you to your full potential. That's why Jesus said, whoever wants to be saved and to, under, to understand this truth, according to 1 Timothy 2.4, Jesus desires that everyone is saved. Just like Rick said, he did on that TV documentary, they said, how to be saved. From 1993 to 9-11, he constantly talked about how people could be saved if there was ever other, another tragic circumstance that took place. And Jesus says to us, his desire in 1 Timothy 2.4 is everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. We're living in a day and age, friends, where truth is distorted, it's twisted, it's whatever they want it to be. But we know that Jesus says in the good, the good book, the word of God, that he is the way, that he is the truth, and that he is the life. Now, if Jesus has healed you, has Jesus healed you today? 
Has Jesus forgiven you of your sins when you cried out to him a long time ago, maybe when you gave your life to the Lord? Has he redeemed you? Has he restored you? And maybe he's done more than than I'm even talking about, but he's done so many things where you can look back and say, to God be the glory for the great things he's done. Then you have a story to share. You have a story to share. You have a testimony of being healed, forgiven, redeemed, and restored. And if you know the truth, it will always continue to set you free. But the question is this, who are you sharing it with? Who are you sharing it with? Oh, well, pastor, you don't understand. They they don't listen to me. Well, they weren't listening to Ezekiel. They weren't responding to his message, but he did exactly what God called him to do. You see, God has given us authority. Everyone say authority. God has given every single one of you authority for those that are followers of Jesus Christ to be his ambassadors, to give life because of his son. And because of his son, we are now sons. We are now daughters. Therefore, we have the God-given right. We have the God-given responsibility to share the life he has brought to us. Just like Ezekiel, God wants to speak life over people. And from the action of just literally speaking life over dry bones, did you see what the scripture said in Ezekiel 37, 10? It said when he looked over at the army, when when he looked over at the, at the, the, the people, there was an exceedingly great army. A great army. It was incredible what the Lord had done. And, and from just speaking life, God produced an army, an army of God that was developed, not just back then, but I believe that God wants to raise an army of God today that will bring hope, that will bring peace, that will bring life in the midst of despair, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of exile, or even death. God wants to use you and I to rattle these dry bones and to bring life into them by the power of the Spirit of the living God. And as a follower of Jesus, we've been called to love people in front of God and to love God in front of people. That's what he desires we do. And God has called us to go. God has called us to make disciples. And that can only happen if we share it, if we speak life in the valley of dry bones so that people can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to experience the same awesome relationship and life that we have in Jesus. I just want to encourage you right now, friends, if you could just bow your heads and close your eyes. Again, if you're driving, don't do that. That wouldn't be pretty. But I just want to encourage you right now to think through these questions. Who is God specifically calling you to rescue? Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to sacrifice? What area of your witness is God calling you to speak life into? Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your career. I don't know what it may be. But God cannot use our silence. And what is he calling you to bring life into? Do you need to be healed? Do you need to be restored? Do you need to be redeemed? Do you need to be forgiven in Jesus right now? You realize, Pastor, I'm I'm in that valley of dry bones. I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to rededicate my life to him today. Maybe that's where you're at at today. And the Lord wants to speak life into into your very existence, that eternal life. That's salvation. And if that's you, just maybe, or maybe you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. I don't know what it may be, friend. Wherever you might be watching this right now, but I want to encourage you or listening to this right now. But right now, just you're, you're going to make the greatest decision that will affect everything in your life because the decision that you make right now will affect the destiny that God has for your tomorrow. So Jesus, I pray, and I just want, to, I want you to repeat this prayer right where you are. Just say, Jesus, forgive me my sins. Cleanse me of all of my unrighteous acts. I believe, Jesus, you died on that cross 
And three days later, you rose from the grave so that I can have life and have it more abundantly through your son, Jesus. And I pray, Father, that from this day forward, that you wouldn't just be my Savior, but that I would choose for you to be my Lord over every aspect of my life. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Let me ask you something, friends, before we wrap up. What area of your story is God calling you to share? Maybe it's a, it's a heartbreaking experience. Maybe it's a good experience. Maybe it's a, a rough experience. I don't know what it may be, but every single one of us has a story to share. We all love a good story. We all love a good movie. But your life is not a movie. Your life has purpose. Your life has meaning. And you have a story to share and speak it into existence as you bring life in the valley of bones to rescue someone today. I want to encourage you, don't just turn off us yet because we've got some things that we want to encourage you on how to spread the word about today's message, how you can continue uh, to, to sow seeds in the work of the Lord through City View Church. And of course, we've provided some worship for you to marinate for your soul for today and, and this week for your enjoyment as you respond to the message maybe, or, or maybe you just want to worship the Lord in his presence. But let me just pray for you. We love you. We're looking forward to what God's going to do. Continue to check out our website, our Facebook, to, to hear what's going on or what's coming up. But in the midst of this uncertainty, in the midst of these uh, shifting sands, our faith is found on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage you to stand on that rock because all other ground is shifting and is shaking. But the solid rock of God will never shift. It'll never change. It's unchangeable. It's unquenchable. Jesus, again, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. And Lord, like Ezekiel, help us in the valley of dry bones, in the valley of uncertainty, in the valley of anxiety, or the, in the, or the valley of fear, or, or whatever it is that we're dealing with in our culture, or in our, in our country, or in our city, or state today, or even our world. May we be reminded that you are the way maker. That Lord, you have a plan and a purpose through it all. And we choose to put our faith, we choose to put our trust in you. And as we do, help us today, Lord, to have the willingness to do what you've called us to do. Help us, Father, to do um, whatever it is that you want us to give up so that we can go up and go forward. God, help us to always be a witness and not to be silent because you cannot use silence because you're always looking for willing vessels that are willing to be a witness. And Lord, your desire is for everyone to be saved everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. And so God, as your ambassadors, may we be willing to rescue. May we be willing to sacrifice. May we be willing to witness. And may we be willing to share our story of your redemption, your, your forgiveness, your grace, your restoration, and your healing power. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. I love y'all. Have a great day. Enjoy one another's company, and we will be together soon. God bless you. Have a great day.